writing on the wall. The shadows on the moon. The shadows on the moon. We are the laughter in the dark. We are the laughter in the dark. Footsteps behind you. Footsteps behind you. We are the hand beneath your bed. The hand beneath your bed. The hand beneath your bed. The hand. Hello, we are the hand beneath your bed discussing the films and shows that have been fueling your nightmares. I am Chloe. And I am Christina. Welcome to mini episode one of the horror Halloween countdown. Rob Zombie's Halloween. Christina. Yes. What is Halloween? And when I say Halloween, I mean the Rob Zombie film, Halloween. What is it? Like, what's the story? I mean, the story there is basically um, Michael Myers, he kind of gets out of, you know, confinement and it is just a killing spree of, you know, when you've been locked up for what you've done rather than facing it and having support from your family, maybe you just go nuts. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I... You know, like when we're young, we always are, we're like, oh yeah, like the good guy. And but as we get older, we're kind of like, well, I can see the psychological reason why this has happened. He already had mental, uh, you know, disabilities, and uh, he was incapable of understanding what he was doing was wrong, and then being confined for it building up the anger and resentment and not having his family love him created a monster so basically it is the movie that describes you know after he was a child uh it, it does have a scene i think with the nurse where he kills her as a child but it's when he's a full-grown adult and he comes back out and he goes on a spree around the time of halloween hmm. correct me if i'm wrong that's an interesting interpretation i have to say like uh, no it really is um, I interpre- that's how i interpret it because i mean for example if he had his family explain to him like this was wrong we need to get you help and they fought the courts or whatever system was intact on helping him and keeping him and constantly visiting him and doing their best. She, like he still may have been psychotic, but, but the she abandonment. She, like she does. Uh, the the, the mother constantly does, visits do him. Much. She does. She constantly she visits him after much. he brutally murders her boyfriend, his sister, and his like her sister's boyfriend. And the mother constantly visits him, but he constantly, like, he slowly but surely, well, or maybe even quicker and quicker, withdraws and becomes silent and hides behind these masks that he creates. It's, but this is an interesting point of the Rob Zombie version of Halloween, is it goes into a lot of detail about why Michael Myers is. Like, one of the things about the original is that he, he, he just is. Like, he's... He kills. Mm-hmm. Whereas the this version likes to go into the past. I mean, the original, the opening sequence, I think, takes about ten minutes max. It's it's really quite quick, and then you're into the, and I'll use quotes here, modern day, <laughs> present day, or whatever, and then it 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 all begins on a Halloween night. Whereas the opening bit of Rob Zombie's Halloween, I think, takes about half an hour, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
kind of setting up and explaining, or rather trying to put a more human touch onto Michael, rather than he is just like an endless killing boogeyman. And this, like that, I have noticed, is the most divisive thing, or one of the most divisive things about the remake that I've noticed is that people either like that or hate it as an aspect but then the second part of the film like once it hits Halloween territory or where it kind of merges with the original you find out that essentially Rob Zombie just did a, like a straight remake almost like so he copies the first film whereas in the the, first, the opening bit he does com- like very differently and instead of doing something new and different with the original content he just does like a straight remake kind of like the really really <laughs> shitty version of Psycho which let's not discuss that but um, it's interesting because it's it's like you've you've tried to do something different and it's interesting and it's it is very evocative of the time in which the film was made um but the then you suddenly you're going into oh we're just going to make the same film again and i don't know i mean okay so you mentioned something like it feels like that when this movie was made, it's almost like you could slam a timestamp on it. Like, this was made in exactly mid-2000s to late 2000s. 2007, I think it came out in, right? Yeah, 2007. Yeah, so it's like, sometimes I feel like that can be a very good thing if the film is, you know, inspirational, brand new, uh, found a new way of creating a story or... You know, once everybody has come into the theater and seen it, everybody leaves with a different opinion and it is very compelling to talk about. But I feel like for this film, it's like you said, it you can put a timestamp on it, but I don't think that's a good thing in this ca- film's case because I feel like the acting is so terrible for, for um, what it was. Like, I feel like the first half was like really decent, but it was also like, you know, slow, a, a nice slow build up. But they try to humanize him and then they just cut right into something else. And I understand the, you know, as much as we try to humanize someone who has gone through this, they will still always be at their core with uh, a person who without the ability to think for themselves in a certain way or logically or, you know, in a human way, they will still become this. So I can see like that they just wanted to possibly, you know, explain that yeah. visually. But I feel like it's such a vast jump. And as you said, it, it was almost mimicking. So it wasn't very interesting to watch after a certain point. Yeah. I mean, there were parts of the film I found interesting. I, I, the fact that you mentioned the acting, I find quite interesting because that's one of the things of it that I enjoy is the, I suppose it to me anyway, that's a huge mm-hmm. fan of Malcolm McDowell. I really liked him taking on the role of Loomis and the take that they did of... Um, Dr. Loomis in this film is that he's more self-serving he's less about the this is a monster he needs to stay locked up and it's more like I want to make some money off of what I've learned about this fucking dude um but there are a couple of quotes that he has that I love listening to that are on the soundtrack where he's like these eyes will deceive you these eyes will destroy you and it's like chilling and I love when he, he does that um and then of course you got Brad Dorf as the as the sheriff, and he like he, that's an instant upgrade from the original. Obviously, um, I believe. Yeah. I, I've watched a couple of podcasts, and 
kill counts for this Halloween film and I'm quoting Dead Meat James when I say this he <laughs> uh, it's an upgrade to have Brad Doris over the original uh, sheriff because it's fucking Brad Dorif. It's the voice of Chucky. Come on. Um, but then you've got like, yeah, some of the performances are <laughs> interesting, I have to say. Uh, I did like the ending of the film. The ending's different and it's an interesting take on how they've... Uh, how, how they changed it, you know, where... But this is the thing the ending of it should have been the end they should never have made that fucking sequel have you ever seen the sequel halloween 2 no i avoided it after this um after how this film in a way disappointed me uh it it led with a strong beginning i'll say that but then it flopped as soon as as soon as i realized actually it took me a little bit to realize i was like very familiar and like you know it takes a while like this mimics that moment in the other film and and so on and so forth but then at the end to like allude to another one i was like i don't want it <laughs> it was automatic but i felt it coming on it, it's not the film that alluded it. it it's the way that they filmed the whole thing it's like of course they're going to make another one after this see, because they didn't make a strong punch of the story i see what i liked about the ending was they clearly made it with the idea in mind that they would never make a fucking sequel and then they had to shoehorn a reason in for making a fucking sequel like they ended it as definitively as they could have ended it with Laurie sitting over her brother fucking shooting him in the goddamn face and getting sprayed with blood and just her screaming at the end it's a great end it's a fantastic end it's really good but then they had to like they undid it all by doing a sequel the sequel's fucking terrible i've never been so pissed off with a halloween i love halloween i've watched all of them in like season of the witch aside obviously that film's a good film but it's so fucking different from the rest of the the cycle because obviously it doesn't have michael myers in it and it does that weird meta thing where they show clips from halloween inside of it making it whatever um but you know there are terrible ones like resurrection's fucking terrible but halloween h2o was great four and five are okay curse of michael myers is a big pile of shit it's fucking weird i don't get it (laughs) both both versions are fucking terrible but i still enjoy them i always like it's a slasher film they're basic i mean you can always enjoy a film but it doesn't validate that it's good or not and i enjoy like i really i do enjoy rob zombies halloween if i can detach myself like i will always prefer the original um laurie strode in this version just isn't jamie lee curtis like it's hard to explain when i say that like it's not like oh my god she's not as good an actress as jamie like i'm not saying that i'm saying that jamie lee curtis is fuck she took that role and she made it what it was and the way her character is in those films is so fucking defining that stepping into that role is next to impossible and it's so basically what you're saying is she it's like taking an actress like meryl streep iconic taking her and putting it into a role making it more iconic no and just i'm not saying no I'm not, You're not saying that. I am not saying that. That's not. But what Jamie I'm Lee Curtis has a, had a good career before this no. movie. No. No, this made her career. This was her first. Like this was like her first major film. She n- did not have a career before Halloween. That's the fucking point. This film made her. 
But the point is that she took this role, Laurie Strode, and she put into it a certain... There's a certain way that she played it that you just can't replicate. And the character of Laurie Strode is so entangled with the Halloween mythos. If you pull that off wrong, it's not... Mm -hmm. It isn't right. And unfortunately, like, as good as the girl is in Rob Zombie's Halloween... Because she is good. She does play an interesting take on Laurie. Okay, I just looked it up on my phone right now. You are right. I forgot that she was in the original 1978 Halloween because she looked so young and I just remember her from the Resurrection one very predominantly and Freaky Friday. I thought Freaky Friday was like one of the first things. You know when someone is an iconic actress at a certain age and you just remember them? as a specific role and you kind of forget what they've been in before Fucking because they look too young and, and there's like Prop movies in between but it's like a fish jump called, fish called I forget trading places Jesus wow I'm you forgot a lot. you forgot a lot of his, like film history there man um, <laughs> but flipping it off really <laughs> elegantly but um yeah like, <laughs> let's just I, cut I, out all the stupidity the, the problem is you can't really uh you can't really step into that role and have it be anything other like I said I wouldn't talk too much about John Carpenter's Halloween but you can't you can't avoid talking about Laurie Strode um and I just don't think this girl she, she was great she was good she just wasn't like you felt like you were missing the Jamie Lee Curtis factor of it but also as well like it just if, if you're gonna remake something do something different through the whole film don't just do something different for the opening act and then have it be the same that's that's the mistake the psycho remake made because that film is just like a cut for cut remake and i don't understand why it exists it's not like they you know improved upon it or anything though like you don't have to improve upon something in a remake you you just need to do something else and he didn't do it enough and while i enjoy it and i will enjoy it it's got some there are some great performances in it and like i say it has some fantastic notes like laurie getting shot laurie shooting michael in the face at the end that's a fucking great ending i love it um Mm -hmm. and i will always love malcolm mcdowell (laughs) he's just fucking i love i love him he's not better than donald pleasance he's a different take of loomis whereas brad dorff is brad dorff's just great I, i love that guy as well and you've got some awesome like cameos from like sid haig and oh god what's his name i've forgotten his fucking name the the guy who's got a taco taco rebounding on him and they have a big fight in the fucking um that fight in the toilet and like tyler main as michael is great as well he he really fucking fills that out and he's oh man he's he's huge and scary like he makes he makes michael fucking scary ass uh person um but in like so so you feel like height and size of the actor themselves can make or break the character as well no and it's not that it's just like he makes michael ridiculously intimidating so it's it's a kind of a different take on michael the whole point in the originals that he kind of blends into the background and it's not noticeable whereas this big hulking like tyler means this massive man who you do believe because a lot of the things that michael does in the films 
it's like he lifts people up and pins them to walls with knives and you have to believe that the person behind the mask could physically do that whereas sometimes mm-hmm. you're looking and you look at the like the person behind the mask and you're like that dude can fucking lift that other guy no fucking way and the taco guys ken foray ken foray is fucking great um <laughs> but once again he's like it's it's a cameo from someone who is well known for horror films that's that's the point um sid haig house of a thousand corpses uh brad dorf he's a fucking uh he's, he's the voice of chucky malcolm mcdowell not not as well known but like he he was uh he is as well known but clockwork orange and you've got cat people which i mean it's not as well known as a film um it, it's, it's all right <laughs> but yeah like overall i enjoy it but it pisses me off at the same time i have incredibly mixed feelings like i, I like it but i don't like it but i still watch it every year but i won't watch it on halloween every year yeah she has priorities on halloween yeah this year it'll be me i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> this year is this podcast and me yeah the, and and you know um halloween she's just so mad about my lack of education in horror i just like watching films i never remember an actor's name it's either face or name i can hardly ever put the two together oh man yeah like that's why i'm here to to annoy you and and go how do you not know that dude for lack of knowledge hey i'm an artist i paint for a living (laughs) so like let's sum up what is your general opinion of um Halloween Rob mm. Zombie's version. I, I mean, I think I pretty much outlined it. It was all right. I wouldn't give it much thought to watch it constantly. Let maybe every few years when you know you're feeling nostalgic and you just want to go through a whole series and you just have to kind of go through that movie. It, it wouldn't be something that I would want to make time for it would be something i stumbled upon after browsing through netflix and not having much else to watch and going all right well this is it ah fair enough really fair enough (laughs) it's not to say he's not a good uh director it's not to say that the actors and actresses aren't amazing in their own right it's just saying that that specific movie was not my cup of tea yeah it's fair enough like i think that the main problem with it is it wasn't really to me wasn't needed but was at the same time like it kept halloween it's just gonna sound really really late but it kept halloween alive because after resurrection like that i not gonna lie i enjoyed it because it's it's a bunch of teenagers being murdered by michael myers you know what's what's not like but um it kind of killed the franchise and then Rob Zombie's reboot managed to keep it alive long enough so that we could get Halloween of 2018 which that's a whole other that's a whole other thing to talk about and we will we'll get to it um especially when like you know you've got Halloween Kills coming out next year that's the continuing of the original storyline so I think we'll wrap it up there otherwise i'll go on for far too long um join us for episode two of our halloween horror countdown where i believe we'll be looking at scream 
Yes. <laughs> As I, always. I approve of this message. <laughs> As always, goodbye. For now. And see you next time.